Hello, beautiful people. I hope you're doing okay. What's been happening on your end? If you want to share any stories, don't hesitate to get in touch with me on Instagram at man underscore mentoring. If you're new to this podcast or maybe not, welcome to Mentality Podcast. Don't forget to hit up the sign up button and rate the show with five stars on Spotify or Apple Podcast. Speaking about feedback, it was great to get some comments and hear you've enjoyed the last episode on how you can support your mental health with some good music. If you haven't listened to this episode, don't forget to check it out. But now, let's get on today's topic. Male friendships. There's something different about us guys and how we connect with one another. So adult men here in the UK and elsewhere have long struggled to maintain meaningful bonds with other men. But Kim and I are talking about how that might be changing and what you can do about that. Kim is leading an organization called Brothers and is one of the leading voices dedicated to empowering boys and men's friendships. And here's my conversation with Kim. This is Mentality Podcast, where we have real conversations with real people about healthy masculinities. I'm your host, Lao Jokan, and throughout this podcast, we'll hear from a wide range of guests about the views and the experience of manhood. We look at the bits we should celebrate, but also its messy parts, while having a bit of a laugh. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mentality Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Kim Evanson, who's the leading voice dedicated to empowering boys and men's friendships to discuss just that, male friendships. And a few key things that you should know about Kim that he's an author, an international public speaker on the topic of male friendships, and also the founder and CEO of Brothers. And Kim joins me all the way from Norway. Hi, Kim. It's great to have you here. Hey, how's it going, man? Yeah, it's good to be a part of this. Thank you for reminding me, really. Tell me a bit more about what stirred you to set up Brothers. Good question. Where do I start? No, I get this question a lot, you know? In the beginning, when I told people about the idea of Brothers, this is like six years ago, some people would be like, oh, really? Is that necessary, you know, to to start an organization all about empowering men's friendships? And then some would even be like, that sounds a bit weird, you know? Now, I can get those reactions sometimes, but it's more like, wow, that's so important. And then people open up and they want to talk, they want to share, men and women. But yeah, I got the idea like six and a half years ago when I lived in Australia and I had experienced in my own life how difficult it was to be vulnerable, to be real in my friendships with other guys i was like why is it so much easier for me to just be so real and open about life with almost any woman that i'd meet but with my best bro would be like okay what do you how do you navigate this cool let's grab a beer i was like hmm why is genuine authentic deep connections to a lot of men a bit scary or why don't we go there and then unless you're drunk then it's like, I love you, bro. I need you so much and everything. <laughs> so I started like asking myself these questions. Why is it weird for me to say I love you to my friend, but a girl can say I love you to her girlfriend? You know, it's more accepted or like to express that you care about someone. I was like, huh, is this normal for kids for a three-year-old boy? Is he afraid of expressing either vulnerability or just that he cares and loves his friend? No, it's not weird. I was like, okay, cool. So something has happened on the way. Do I think it's healthy? I'm like, no, I don't think it's healthy. 
cool, then I've got to do something about it and figure out what has happened on the way. So that's the, that's the beginning of Brothers Gathered a team. I was like, let's go. Didn't really know what I was talking about. This is my experience. And I saw it all around. And then when I told them, they'd be like, oh, yeah, wow, I see it too now. I didn't see it in, until you told us about it. Then I was like, cool, we're going to start an organization or a movement all about boys to men's friendships. And I was like, oof, I didn't know how much work it, it, it would take. I think you, you touched on a few good points. First of all, you're absolutely right that we men suffering from a friendship deficit. For example, the American survey report, they're showing that fewer men have close social ties. But you also spotted out quite something really important that along the way, since we were young boys to where we are now as adult men, something happened on that process. But as you said, how many of us as adult men feel free to go to our close friends and say, I love you, bro. You mean so much mm-hmm. to me, this to me, or you inspire me this way without feeling that can come across the wrong way. Or if somebody hears us saying that in a pub or maybe our friends will laugh at us, we can dig deeper what happened from that place where we can express and show our affection to our male friends to now when we feel so constrained and not able to do that. It's a big question. I think first I'd like to say that a lot of the things that we're talking about are like when I talk to boys that haven't really heard anything speak about the topic of male friendships before, when I say these things, most of them, they know what I'm talking about. Most of them have experienced it, but they haven't talked about it, interestingly enough. But what what happened on the way? So I like to say that a friendship looks different in different cultures. Also, I know that the friendship looks different from neighbor to neighbor sometimes. So it's complex as well. But in other parts of the world, a friendship between men might look a bit different than here in the West. Like I told you when I was... In Kenya, I, I, I actually expected that the boys there would be super honest and open about their lives with each other. Because, you know, when I met them, like, they're so much more physically closer than what we are in the West. In our guy friendships, you know, they'd even hold hands sometimes. Though they were physically close to each other, that was kind of like a cultural thing. So, but they still struggled to be vulnerable with their hearts, you know, open up and, and be real. So I think a little boy is pretty honest, you know. If he likes you, he'll express it. And if he's sad, he'll express it. If he's mad, he'll express it. I'm glad that we learn how to control our emotions as we grow older, but sometimes we suppress the most important ones. In growing up, we have the cultural expectations. That's an important thing. I'll take one thing that can hinder push men towards this lonely road, if I may call it that, is the cultural expectations that we have of men, manhood, and male friendships. And I'm sure a lot of people are talking about these things around manhood. What is a real man or what is a good man or the difference between a real man and a good man? Michael Kimmel writes about masculinity and he he asked some guys, what is a real man? And then they would talk about what are the qualities of a real man, which is, you know, he's tough, strong, doesn't show any vulnerability, never cries. You know, those things he can get laid whenever he wants to because that's a real man. And then, okay, but what is a good man? And the boys would be like... Oh, that's completely different. He respects everyone. He respects people's boundaries. He honors people. You know, the good qualities. So you have this wrestle. Do I want to be a real man or a good man? Which one is going to make me more popular? And so many boys, when they grow up, they think that in order to be one of the boys, I have to subscribe almost to a set of rules. I got to be the real man. 
and I'm not going to show too much joy or affection towards my guy friends because that's that's going to be weird or gay. So I'm just going to be cool and I'm going to just do those things. A lot of boys, they really want to be, they want to fit in. They want to be one of the boys. In order to do that, they trade away their most natural qualities or important qualities, the ability to truly connect. So by trying to fit in, they actually miss out. And what affects the boys? Well, it's a mix of cultural, it's a family upbringing, it's role models or the lack of role models, social media, entertainment, you know, school coaches, and there's so many things and peer pressure. Like I talked to someone yesterday, actually, and they said that, you know, mentorship, having someone who can mentor you, that has become less normal almost. So we've almost left young boys and young men to just figure it out all for themselves. And a bunch of young insecure men will bond in insecure means. But the need for connection is there, you know? I think you absolutely spot on in reflecting on this topic. I felt the same way that, yeah, there are societal factors like depends if you live in a city or maybe less populated place and that increases the chances for you to meet new people, to bond and to form relationships or maybe your personality or how the environment we grow up influences and shapes our behavior because of the messages, or the subliminal messages we receive, what it means to be a man. Affection, the physical affection that you show sometimes to a male friend can be misinterpreted as soft or feminine or gay. Suppressing our emotions doesn't allow us to expressed and I find it also sometimes weird that although I'm aware of it that I want to show that I care to my male friends but sometimes still that voice in my head was like I sure you want to do this is this masculine enough but I think it's important for me to push myself and express how I feel and how much I appreciate my male friends it's important to be able to work with those uncomfortable emotions because I'm so used to not doing that because of the reasons just talked about earlier I get inspired when you speak. So it's like, you know, when you say something, I'm like, yeah, yeah, awesome. Allowing yourself to connect with someone can also be a bit vulnerable. It's scary because ultimately, will my friend love me back? Especially between guys, we like to say, I appreciate you, man, so much. We can say that, but I say, I love you. Oh, that's scary, you know? (laughs) So scary. I love you. I'm like, I love my friends. I do. And of course, now I can say it on a podcast like with you, but to say say that to them face to face, especially if I'm alone with my friend to say, I love you, that is, it's close, it's vulnerable and it's intimate. And when I use the word intimate, it's not in a sexual way. So when you said, you know, boys as they grow up, Judy Chu from Stanford, she's awesome. And she did research with young boys from the age of, I think, four or five or something. She saw even the dads, they really appreciated their son's ability to express themselves. But they knew that these qualities would be either suppressed or if they kept them as they grew older, they would probably get bullied. Interestingly enough, the things that the fathers appreciated the most about their sons was what they knew would be suppressed or could be most likely. So it's like this, we wrongly label qualities like compassion, love, sensitivity, care as feminine qualities when they are in fact human qualities. Completely like necessary if you want to build any deep friendship. And I'm not saying that every man should be like, you know, hold hands and cry and I love you. Every man is different just like every woman is different. The reason why some men might not like to talk about these things is because also they're like, don't push me into another box or, you know, my experience is that a lot of men are a bit more prideful. We don't want to be told what to do. Hum- humbling ourselves is really not something people like, but especially men, in my experience. 
we're not saying that boys and men now you should behave in a completely different way but also what, what i do through brothers is i say you are created for connection you're created for genuine friendship and if you think that you shouldn't express love or care then and then you think and then some men have gone so far that they believe that well that's not my personality i'm like we must be careful that we don't call a dysfunction a personality because in, in our life i like there are a lot of parts of me that i'm like oh i gotta work on this <laughs> and also in our culture we say follow your heart i'm like no <laughs> depends what your heart is. like my heart Oh, I've felt so many weird things in my life. My feelings, they change. And what I want to change is all the time. So I'm glad that I've been given a brain as well. So I can think rationally and I can be, is this a good thing or is it not? We need to to do both. That's a side note. And jumping back to love, you know, I love your friend. Saying that to our friend, oh, I struggle with it myself sometimes even. Now, especially if you're creating new friendships then allowing yourself to need, and I'm not talking about like that you're codependent, but I'm talking about interdependency, allowing yourself to need another person, allowing another person to, to hurt you if they want to, that is scary, but it's so beautiful. But one of the roadblocks that are hindering men from genuine connection and friendship is our culture's hypersexualization of love. It's everywhere, you know, music, movies, ads, commercial, sex sells. Of course it does. When I say the words love, intimacy, closeness, a lot of people I talk to, they think about sex, you know? So when I say intimacy, we often think sexual intimacy. When I do my talks, most of the people I talk to, they think about sex. And then I say we are naive if we, if we don't think that the hypersexualization of love and intimacy in our culture doesn't affect the way we think or do relationships. And then you can add the sexualization of a man's actions you know the woman is sometimes her body sexualized you know objectified even but the man's actions are sexualized so whenever he expresses love or let's say some kind of closeness or desire to be close to another human being then hmm what's he actually trying to do there and then you add the sexualization of love as well i, I met a 12 year old boy after one of my presentations he came up to me he said yeah, I really feel like we boys, we shouldn't express that we love one another. Because girls do that, not boys. 12 years old. That broke my heart. Totally broke my heart. And then I asked people, do you really want your son or your brother to grow up in that culture where he's told that love, closeness, and those things are not for the boys? If you want to express the love, growing up, I remember this. If you want to express the love in your friendships or express gentleness or care, that's reserved for romantic relationships. So if you're men, you either do that in your uh, dating relationship with a girl or you're gay. But for girls, it's more accepted to express love and care and those things in their friendships with each other and also in their romantic relationships. I'm painting it a bit black and white. That's how it is sometimes. I've been working with brothers now and like yeah, I was thinking the key is vulnerability. And I think that's so important because sometimes we want to pretend that we got it all together. I wonder how many times I've expressed love or either one of my guy friends have expressed love towards me. And then I'm like, oh, what if someone is thinking, you know, something else? And then thinking about these things and then th that might make me want to withdraw a little bit when you actually express some kind of care in your friendships and then other people say, ha, are you gay? You know, that is such a normal thing. It's like saying, Close friendship, that's not for boys. You know what I'm saying? 
harm that we do to ourselves. Because first of all, I think just to touch upon a few points that you just made. First about vulnerability, that's kind of the crux that we are afraid to show how we feel because we don't want to lose face. We are men and like, oh, we might be seen as less than real men, the kind of comparison you were making earlier. We need to learn to be vulnerable with the risk of getting hurt, of being rejected or being maybe laughed at. If there's no vulnerability, there's no connection and we end up in loneliness and loneliness, as we know, can jeopardize our mental health, our physical health as well. People who are lonely affects physical health equivalent to smoking two pack of cigarettes per day. That's a lot, like just to kind of do that harm to ourselves. The opposite is true. When we have good, healthy connections with our male friends, it boosts our physical health. Going back to your to point, vulnerability is the key, how we learn our, ourselves as men to be vulnerable and also understand it, what it means to be a good man. Sometimes I get a bit annoyed. We need to be challenged because there are a lot of, I have the potential to do a lot of harm. If I don't allow other people to speak into my life and, you know, use my mind to think or evaluate whether is this a good choice or not. Every human being has the potential to do extremely bad stuff. And some are like, no, I'm such an angel. No, you're not. Just wait until you get pushed enough or challenged enough. But so that's just one thing. Now I just got so excited when to give to this all. Yeah, so like. But when it comes to, we live in a culture that sometimes we overemphasis the importance of romantic or sexual relationships. Again, the sexualization of love, sex is everything, you know, we're drawn to, and I'm, I haven't even mentioned porn, how much it kind of we use one another. We think that we can be unaffected by it. I'm like, no, your whole body, soul and spirit, everything you are is connected. So it's like when you, if you don't eat, it'll affect your whole being, you know? So if you don't work out, it'll affect your whole being, your emotions, your mental health, your physical health, your even your sexual. Everything is connected. We can't just separate ourselves. Now, I remember I was hanging out with one of my friends in Australia, a woman, and I was hanging out with my friend. A lot. We were hanging out together a lot. And then we had had a few conversations with our neighbors. And then she asked us, so when are you going to take your friendship to the next level? And she kind of had a cheeky smile. And I was like, what do you mean? Yeah, you know, when are you going to? You take it, take it further. I was like, I got pretty annoyed, but I didn't, <laughs> what I've been thinking about it later. Okay. As if a friendship isn't good enough without sex, this is real talk. And this is almost a bit like cringy, but where it's like, if you don't have sex with someone, it's like, it's not good enough. Almost. It's like addressing the issues that men are facing when mm. it comes to friendship. I've had to learn and look at what are the surroundings that men grow up in. What other than just our view on manhood, because a narrow view of manhood is not healthy. We need to look at all the surroundings, the surrounding issues, like this hypersexualization of love, how that affects friendships and how all other parts. So on culture, we are the culture. The culture is not something out there that we don't have any influence, any control. And oh, like they telling us what it means to be a man. Yes, when you were a child, that was happening because you had no agency, you were growing up, you were developing yourself. But now that we're adults, adult men, we can't just blame it on culture because we are the cultures and you have agency. You can influence and shape how things will be and the narrative, what it means to be a man. And also another good point you made earlier that we are men and not a monolith. We are different. Like, yes, not all men need to go now holding hands and crying each other's shoulders, but creating that space that if a man wants to do that, 
to be perfectly all right and vice versa. What are some of the things that we men could do? And yes, they're kind of the um, classic narrative of like having that kind of side by side play or conversations instead of like face to face because then we kind of start to open up. But again, not all men like to play sports. I'm not that kind of guy. I like to maybe go to the gym, but I'm most of the time by myself there. And what can we do in a way to create an intimacy, to create that, that context for us men to open up, to create opportunities, to share personal experience or issues that we can bond and be vulnerable and intimate? First, your friendships is your responsibility. That is so important. And I, I tell the boys that. Your friendships is your responsibility. If you don't take ownership and responsibility, and if you're not intentional, I'm not talking about being crazy intentional until the point where it goes, where you're refusing any, it to be kind of grow naturally. But if you're not intentional about the most important things in your friendships, then it's stuff is just going to happen to you. And the friendships are just going to be floaty and you'll get what you get. So take responsibility of your friendships. Number two, some say that men's friendships are shoulder to shoulder, female friendships are face to face. I'm like, well, okay, maybe it has become like that. But again, was it like that when you were three years old? And why is it then when you're drunk or whatever, or when you're really faced with a struggle, then it's very face to face. I need you. I love you. And then, so it has become a cover up instead of like, we all, in all our relationships, if you're just going to have face-to-face, you're going to get sick of each other. We need to do things as well, shoulder to shoulder. So I think it's it's a nice picture. I don't think it's necessarily helpful to box men into shoulder to shoulder and women into face-to-face. Because it, it's a good point. Not, <clears throat> yeah, so it's not really helpful. But the reality is that to a lot of men, that has become normal. Shoulder to shoulder is, has become the most natural thing to them. Cool. Okay, then we got to work with that. And one thing is, what if your friend, your best friend or one of your closest friends or your friend group, they are not ready for anything closer or, or too close or the face-to-face that you want to because you've gotten a revelation and you're like, oh, I want to go deeper. And then you're like, oh, how do I bring this into my friendships? So I think number number one, take responsibility. Number two, yeah, be intentional when it comes to like, and you, you got to take a chance. You got to be vulnerable. Like I tell boys, how do I get deeper moments in my First, I, I say that, well, if you believe that you're not created for connection or genuine, deep friendship, then you've got to first re- deal with that lie, if I may call it that, or I, I will call it that with confidence. You've got to deal with that. And then I, I remind boys that I know that you say that boys' friendship should be a bit casual, but I know that deep down you actually want something deeper, most of you. So i got to kind of create room for that and say that that is normal, that is fine, and that is healthy. So I just tell people, okay, go out. You know, it's funny how you hear me in my points. I'm not a points person. I'm like everywhere. So it's like, it's just like, it's funny, right? But be vulnerable. Be the first one to open up. Meet up with your friend. Maybe you've only met up in groups and maybe meet up with your friend one-on-one and just have a conversation. Just say, hey, I've been thinking about this lately, you know, being open and our friendships and like being thankful for my friends. Then you can be honest and vulnerable and say that, you know, I've been afraid of saying this because I feel like it can be so misunderstood. But and then I tell my my boys, I call them my boys, all the guys I'm speaking to when I travel around and do public speaking. And I tell them just say that you had this dude from Brothers and he spoke about this and then use that as a as an introduction and then ask him, what do you think about this topic? What do you think about close guy friendships and allowing yourself to express that we love one another and stuff or saying, hey, 
I really, really value our friendship. And I feel like I want to be intentional. What do you think? Those conversations are so scary because, again, we would rather keep a friendship, even if it's not that solid, than actually be confronted with the truth. Oh, I actually can't go that deep with my friend. But I would rather just have him as my friend on paper (laughs) instead of actually losing him. So I'm not going to take that risk. You've got to take that risk. I tell boys that you've got to take that risk. Some say, you know, men need to be more, talk about their feelings. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. But what if your friends aren't ready for that? Oh, I've experienced it several times where I've reached out. I need comfort. I'm hurt. Uh, This has happened in my life. I need someone. And then one of my best mates back in Australia, he didn't know what to do. He would be like, oh, flip. (laughs) You know, how do you deal with that? So you got to take responsibility of yourself and over your own Am I able to be close myself as a person? Am I re- able to be vulnerable in my friendships? And and then it's a negotiation almost. You know, every relationship, every friendship is a negotiation. You gotta can't just say this is how it is. You know, <laughs> you gotta hey, do you want to join me on this journey? Do you want to build something deeper? Most likely, your friend will appreciate that, and he'll be like, wow, thank you for being so vulnerable. And then it'll it can be a breakthrough in your friendships if you actually dare to just have that conversation. But I can't promise you, guarantee you that it's going to be a breakthrough. I can't. Oh, I just think friendship, it is so beautiful, but it's sometimes it's really scary. Absolutely. Absolutely. First of all, start with something low risk, introduce the topic slightly. And I think that's that's really important with the risk. As you said, there's no guarantee. That's why we need to take the plunge. And even from those bad experiences, we can learn and pick ourselves up. And I think that we, unfortunately, are getting closer to an end, but we didn't even manage to kind of speak about how you end a male friendship, like a so-called breakup, because every relationship, not all the time will last forever. Sometimes they will last forever. <clears throat> Sometimes I'd be with friends that I had to have tough conversation, like, hey, I think this relationship is not going well. What do you do about it? Like every relationship need to work on it. Otherwise, unfortunately, they might end. And how do we do that? How do you gain the skills? Maybe we can plan the second part on, on male friendships. But what I'm thinking is such an unexplored area that we don't discuss the idea of male friendships. And that's why I think it's so great to just have you and hear your thoughts and dig into this. Usually some questions that I ask most of my guests are about what stereotype about men you, you dislike the most? That we're not interested in being vulnerable with our friends. That is not a stereotype, it's a lie. But a lot of men believe it, that men aren't interested in close friendships, heart to heart. But we are, but some of us just need to rediscover it. I really, really like that. And and also thinking in terms of the comparison you made between a so-called real man and a good man. And I liked also how you touched upon like the idea of compassion about being caring and empathic and so on. There are human traits. Men are capable, can do that. And it's not a only a female trait. It's a human trait. And it varies from men to men, from women to women. But I'm wondering, what are some of the healthy or the good traits that you, you would like to see more men working on or developing in, in their lives? No masks. Drop the mask. Just be real. Be open. Mm. That is the, the first step. Be open. Only if you're open, if you're authentic, if you allow yourself to be seen, Only then will you be able to truly create something worthwhile, something deep, something genuine. Only then will you allow other people to love you. And only then will other people allow themselves to be loved by you. Uh, And I know just saying this is like, well, you use the word love so much, Kim. You know, it sounds a bit 
you know, not masculine. I'm like, give me a break. It is the most <laughs> human thing ever. And men are no less human than women. So great to have you on the podcast, Kim. I really love the conversation. And I love the point you ended up, the idea we are created for love. All genders are created for love. And this is how we are wired. Thank you for sharing your thoughts. And definitely looking forward to continuing the conversation around male friendships. Awesome. Thanks, Lau. Thanks for tuning in today. And here are some questions for you to reflect on. Number one, what stops you from building a deeper relationship with your bros or mates? Second, what do you find challenging about that? Third, what are the risks you are willing to take in being vulnerable with your male friends? As for the next episode, get ready to connect to Andrew Bernard or Bernie, where we're going to speak about self-empathy. Until then, stay safe and keep listening to Mentality Podcast.